0: Programming on Real Presence Radio was brought to you in part by Bishop Ryan Catholic School in Minot.
1: Every parent wants the best for their children, and as Catholics, we understand that this means doing everything we can to help our children know, love, and serve God with their lives. Education should be about more than finding a career. It should help one find their vocation. While focusing on math, science, language arts, and social studies, a complete education needs to include the truths of the faith as well. Education should guide children down the right path, providing them the grace of the sacraments and surrounding them in a culture that values virtue. I'm Father Jaden Nelson, president of Bishop Ryan Catholic School, and we provide an education in which our children are taught to have inspired minds, faithful hearts, and lives of virtue.
0: Like you, we want the best for your children. For more information about the beautiful things happening here at Bishop Ryan, visit bishopryan.com. Don't pass up your opportunity to be a part of the Bishop Ryan family.
2: If you felt God's call to serve the Church, FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The Church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic Philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the Church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu slash serve.
3: We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini-vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org.
0: You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more Real Presence Live. Good morning once
1: again from Rapid City, South Dakota, where the temperature is 36 degrees and climbing. We are so (laughs) grateful to be here and grateful to have you listening to us wherever you are, whether you're warm or you're cold. Um, Welcome this morning. I'm Father Mike Malloy, our radio host, along with my sidekicks, and his name is...
4: Andy Shaw. Happy Thursday. Happy final day of January, believe it or not.
1: Yes, it's amazing.
4: For those in the cold, each day we get closer to summer, it should warm. It's supposed to warm.
5: (laughs) We hope it'll warm. Boy,
4: I hope it warms. Gregory joins us now. Speaking of the weather, Gregory.
5: Good morning, guys.
4: I bet you... I bet you have quite a variance in temperatures.
5: I do, because today in Wing, North Dakota, the high is around 9, with wind chill values as low as 25 below. Tonight, mostly cloudy, with the temperature rising to around 16. And in Dooley, Montana, mostly cloudy with a high near 29. Tonight, mostly cloudy with low around 17. In Mansfield. Not too bad. Yep, nope, not too bad. Mansfield, South Dakota will be uh, cloudy cloudy and cold with a high near 7. Tonight, mostly cloudy with the temperature rising to around 3. And if you're near or in Babbitt, Minnesota, mostly sunny and cold with a high near 8. Windshield values between 30 below and 40 below. Tonight, mostly cloudy Ooh. with low around 19 below. And for Kadoka, South Dakota, partly sunny with a high near 40. Tonight, partly cloudy with low around 22 that's a little look at the regional weather wow so yeah quite a range
4: thank you yeah no kidding i I, it was interesting that you said that will rise to three degrees (laughs) that (laughs) that tells you
5: (laughs) yeah whoopsies (laughs)
4: scary (laughs) it's a cold one i know you're right that's exactly what it was doing Mm -hmm. in, in a lot of these areas but we'll start to see that change happen uh in the over the weekend i believe too to a little bit warmer weather so thank you gregory stay safe in the cold and appreciate all you do for us gregory
5: will do
1: yeah. Well, we are back, and uh, speaking of cold places, I'm guessing that Jamestown, North Dakota is one of those places that's colder than Rapid City, South Dakota.
4: I believe it is. Let's go there now.
1: Yes, let's go there now. We are joined by the principal of St. John's Academy in mm-hmm. Dakota, Jeff Trumbauer. Jeff, how are you this morning besides cold?
6: Well, yeah, I'm very well. Thank you, Father, and thank you, Andy, for having me on. You, yeah. you yeah. are 100% right. We are... Uh, currently negative 14 degrees up here, climbing out of this, what we're calling a polar vortex up in Jamestown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, wow.
1: Well, stay warm. Um, how long have you been at St. John's Academy in Jamestown?
6: So I uh, accepted this position in July, so I think we're just approaching the uh, seven months now.
1: Oh, okay, so you're... To um to this uh, experience, so tell us a little bit about St. John's Academy.
6: Well, it's uh it's a wonderful Catholic school that uh, is currently celebrating its 128th year in in operation, and uh, has been wow. a fixture in this Jamestown community for for a very long time. Obviously, um, it's under undergone some changes. We we were formerly a school for grades one through twelve. And uh, over the years now, we've kind of scaled back, but we're, we're currently a school that uh, is for elementary students serving uh, from, for grades pre-K, or excuse me, preschool, all the way through sixth grade, and we have about 240 students. Wow. That's a, that's a good number to have.
1: Yeah, that really is.
6: Build that foundation.
1: Uh, uh, Jeff, it says uh, that St. That John's has a, a, a un, uh, kind of a, an ap- approach that each student is unique. Can you help us um, understand what that approach is all about?
6: Well, yeah, you know, I think it comes back to uh, our beliefs as Catholics that uh, while everybody's made in the image and likeness of God, uh, we're all blessed with with unique gifts and, and talents that uh, that we are are supposed to um, strengthen, and uh, that's what we see our our role as educators here is to. To recognize that in each student, uh, not only do they have different gifts, but they also have different strengths and weaknesses and, and various learning styles in our teaching staff, and, and it works very hard to try to to uh, accommodate that and to allow each student to recognize that so that they, they can develop into uh, the best version of themselves possible.
1: Sounds wonderful. So in, in that approach, which is um, kind of interesting, Everything uh, Andy and I have been talking about today in terms of the respect uh, for life and the dignity of the human person, what's the ultimate goal that you have in terms of you know these little people all the way up to the sixth graders what's the ultimate goal for them being in your school system?
6: well uh, we we would like to not only prepare them for middle school and high school and the challenges that they'll have there and also start to lay the foundation of, for them to be successful in business or whatever uh, professional career they, they choose later in life. But ultimately, in, in, in a, a partnership with parents, we, we want to help form disciples of Christ who, who will positively impact the communities that, that they grow up in and, and live in and, and be a part of uh, leading others to Christ.
1: That's a wonderful goal. In um, fact, that's yeah <laughs> what it's all about. Appreciate that, so Jeff.
4: Jeff, what kind of things have have you done with the? You know, I love that comment. Partnership with parents, and that that's a key. I mean, that's a huge part of the success of the students. Um, but what what things have you done with the staff and and with the parents, with the entire uh, St. John's Academy family to, to bring in this idea and, and to really build on it and discovering the best versions of themselves and and moving forward with it?
6: Sure. Well um you know I think that's one of the beauties of of a catholic school is that it that it really takes uh everybody to make it run as efficiently and as well as as, as we desire and to do all the things that we want to accomplish. And so we have a number of activities throughout the year in which our parents are involved. Um I mean the list really is endless. So, uh I again I've been here 7 months but um uh, we begin our year with something called uh, uh, our Hope Dinner, which is uh, help offer private education, and, and that has become an annual mm-hmm. event that uh, raises. I it, it just blew me away when I found out that we're able to raise annually about one hundred and sixty thousand uh, dollars through this wow. event. Yeah, um, which keeps our tuition rates low, and, and every student uh, is able to benefit from. But our fam, our families all pitch in and and to to pull off that event. Um so you know that's that's one example, but um we have our students involved in uh, our sixth graders in particular they go to on a mission trip, they'll be in the Twin Cities later this year working uh in a in a food shelter. Uh our student councils leading food drives and clothing drives. Um we're participating in something right now called Pennies for Patients where uh, all the children mm-hmm. in the school are, are raising money for ca- cancer patients, and um, like I said, there's just a, a number of events in which our our families get involved, and, and it really becomes um, a family atmosphere uh, beyond just our staff and students. It's it's the, their families as well.
4: You know, has, has there been a time in the last seven months since you've been on board there, um, Jeff, where you've just said? man, this is just awesome what they do, because there's a lot expected of any family who has a child in a Catholic school system.
6: Oh, absolutely. Um, and it, being completely new to this, uh, I, I was amazed at the level of contribution that we've received from others. And um, the Beginning in the fall, we, I thought that maybe our school grounds could, could use a little sprucing up and, and uh, kind of timidly ask for a little help oh uh, and uh Saturday morning we had over thirty people here we We made uh, quick work of of a lot of projects cutting trees moving garbage all sorts of things like mm-hmm. that and and it was uh, it was really just impressive to see not only was it kind of people were excited to be there it wasn't it wasn't pulling teeth it wasn't be, begrudgingly mm-hmm. um people just wanna chip in and continue to make this school uh is as wonderful as it has been.
4: We're glad you're listening with us on Real Presence Live this Thursday morning. I'm Andy Shaw, along with uh, Father Michael Malloy, and and we're blessed to be uh, joined on the phone this morning with Jeff Trumbauer. Jeff is from um, Jamestown, well, in Jamestown, North Dakota. And if the name, for those of you uh, in South Dakota, maybe that name is familiar or other places. Jeff, uh, you're a basketball coach at BH, Black Hills State University.
6: Is that right? Yeah, I I was there uh, the previous four years, so I have... uh... Done kind of a professional one eighty.
4: Yeah, exactly. But you're still working with an incredible team, and just in a different way—not on the court, but within the within the school. And uh, so a lot of a lot of the same parallels there as far as building the team. And now in Jamestown, um, there's a building you guys are working on, or something.
1: Yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, we um, we have a building that has been in place now for almost a hundred years. Uh, we, we've added on uh different pieces but uh there's a portion of our building that was built in in 1927 uh that we're still using and um uh, an addition was added in 1955 and and later another one in 2002 but um we're very excited to be moving forward with uh a project that will add on to our existing building and then hopefully uh, when we're able to secure all the funds necessary we'd be able to renovate the the current building um but it it's a it's a massive undertaking that um we will i think right now our building's around 20,000 square feet uh it, when we're done with this project it, it's going to be almost a 45,000 square foot building um and it's just blown me away that the support that we've received uh in our community to to move forward with the project um all in all it's it's a, it's the price take on this is seven and a half million dollars and we've we've already secured in in just one year uh 5.2 million dollars in in pledges and and uh, gifts wow. uh, for the project so, wow yeah very exciting that's
1: well that and that that's a testament to the to the um the benefit that the the school is to the jamestown community um if they're willing to to make that kind of sacrifice to bring about uh, the transformation that you need. So God bless you for that. Uh, um, so your hope is to um, still maintain these buildings. Are you going to replace any of the buildings, or are you? Um, is it just adding uh, um continuing to use what you have there now?
6: Well, we're going to uh, add on, and, and that will be um, the area that uh, would include a new child care facility, which is also something that we offer here, um, it will uh, add on nine classrooms, uh, a new modern kitchen, and a uh, commons area. And then our school has been without a chapel for a significant period of time, several decades, and, and now we'll be able to bring. Uh, we, we've been mm-hmm. celebrating Mass weekly in, in our gymnasium, but we'll be able to bring uh, a chapel to our school, which would will, will be a great blessing. Um, but, yes, we'll continue to uh, use the Remaining or the current portion of the building for for the academy as well uh, in our faith formation programs and and so we'll be able to uh, hopefully use that portion that's almost a hundred years for for another hundred years that that would be our our goal. <laughs>
1: Wonderful. Um, you know, obviously, you're you're feeding these your, your students. They go through sixth grade, and then they, they uh, I'm assuming move, in, move into the public school system in Jamestown. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of response re- reports do you get back from the public schools about your kids as they get to the into that public school system? Do they do they do the Does the public school find them ready and willing to engage and enter into uh, junior high and high school um, as a result of their time oh, at St. Yeah. John's?
6: Absolutely, I think it, when you visit with other educators in the community here, that you you consistently hear the same thing: is that you can immediately spot a, a St. John's Academy student, and and I think that that's for a couple of reasons. Uh, one of one of which is is the um, just kind of the values and the characteristics that that uh, our students leave here with. Um, there's a level of respect and and uh, you know, just um, etiquette. I, I think that our our students have, and mm-hmm. and that, and that's great to hear. It's probably the one thing that we'd want to hear more than anything else that uh, that they're leaving here well formed. But um, they also typically do very well uh, in the classroom and have developed some great study habits, of course. But uh, uh, you know, our, I think that the education that they receive here is is really second to none.
4: It's a great testament to the to the faculty and the staff, and and their commitment to it as well. So, yeah. Jeff, thank you well, for being with us. Our time, our time's running up, and um, you know we miss you out here. But uh, boy, you're doing some great stuff there, and I bet you think, man, this is a great job.
6: Uh, I'm, I'm loving you, it. I, I'm I'm missing those temperatures, but thanks for having me on.
1: You bet, Jeff. Take care. Um, It's the dead of winter, and not many of us are traveling around too much these days. Um, But we're going to take a a little trip around the area, Um, look at what's going on, and uh, uh, what things people can get involved in as the temperatures rise. So stay with us. We'll look forward to that in just a few minutes.
0: Live, engaging, and local, that's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This program on Real Presence Radio is brought to you in part by Shanley High School in Fargo.
1: Shanley High School has as its mission to teach the total person to foster the following of Christ as taught by the Catholic Church. We provide an environment where students can be, as St. John Paul II used to say, all that God created them to be to develop their gifts and talents. We have excellent educational programs where faith is integrated, including 80 course offerings. We offer advanced placement classes and dual credit programs, and our standardized test scores are consistently above the local, state, and national averages. We have specialists in vocal music, band art, technology, and counseling. We have highly acclaimed speech and debate and athletic programs. Above all, we are determined to hand on the faith to our students so that they can be great citizens in this world and citizens of heaven in the next.
0: For more information, visit jp2schools.org. Kenley High School, a community inspiring excellence through faith, learning, and service.
3: This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers, including Jim Caviezel, from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at Capitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424.
7: Hi everyone,
0: Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Unipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information please call 877 795 you're listening to real presence live on the real presence radio network join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content now back to the show
4: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Andy Shaw, along with Father Mike Malloy. We're coming to you live from St. Thomas More High School in the Diocese of Rapid City. Uh, we're, we're thrilled that you're with us on this Thursday morning, the final Thursday of January. And Father, we have a lot going on around the world, but a lot going on in a great listening area. So let's begin with a 10-minute tour.
2: Do you want to do that?
1: Oh, there we go.
2: <clears throat> we like are- you're driving.
1: Yes, yeah, right. Here we are in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We have Jerry Klein on the line. Jerry, tell us about the event that's happening there.
8: We are excited to talk about the Gift of Hope concert. It's an annual event uh, that supports Catholic Family Services and the work of Catholic Family Services in our diocese. This year we're featuring Mark Schultz as the uh, entertainment. Uh, Two shows on March 23rd. At three and seven p.m. at the O'Gorman Performing Arts Center, you can get tickets now online at ccfesd.org. Uh, or if you happen to be in the Sioux Falls area, you can get them at any High V store uh, as well. It's uh, it's an event we've been doing now for a lot of years, and it really it really helps make a difference uh, in the lives of people uh, across uh, across our area, across our diocese in particular.
4: Yeah, it's never too early to get the tape. It's the event. Absolutely, two showings the Absolutely. three, three and seven. But now's the time, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, tickets are thirty dollars. Thirty dollars for adults and ten dollars for children. Ticket price: thirty dollars for adults, ten dollars for children.
8: Correct. And if you so, uh, if you are if you're a super generous person and you want to be a patron or uh, or more than that, we also uh, we have sponsorships available. And all again, all that information is available on the website at org.
1: Sounds good. It looks like a fun event, something we'd all look forward to going to if we had a chance. Yeah, so, Father,
4: you and I should road trip.
1: Yeah, we should go over there and just, you know, uh, drop in. We, we would been love been to have I've been to Gorman for a long time. It's my alma mater. so It,
4: it, would be it fun looks a little different than it used it to, Father. You, you, you might not recognize so it. So does Father. <laughs> <laughs> Father does, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <but> <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> Jerry thank you for your time this morning Best of luck with this The concert March 23rd Make sure you get your tickets now though Thanks.
1: Next we have You bet Jerry Next we have Cor Jesus. Um That is February 9th At Holy Redeemer in Marshall, Minnesota uh, Cor Je- Jesu is an opportunity To encounter our Lord In the Blessed Sacrament During adoration While singing contemporary songs of praise mm. Hearing a short sermon a um, uh, Reconciliation is offered at this uh, event. Um, so make a road trip to see the Lord, as we say. The event starts at 7.15 p.m. It's followed by a reception. There's no RSVP needed. The event is free and all ages are welcome. That's the Cor Yezu, uh event in, uh, going on in Marshall, Minnesota.
4: February 9th. February 9th. We're already talking February. That's incredible. So that Cory Zoo coming up there, the St. Valentine Family Dance and Fun. This is happening at the Ascension Catholic Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. It's a St. Valentine Family Dance, Sunday, February 10th. It happens from 4 to 6 in the community room. Everyone is welcome to come and enjoy an afternoon of fun as we learn how to swing dance, create valentines for people in our community, and enjoy some great food. Again, it's the St. Valentine Family Fun and Dance. It is a free will offering father i love that
1: yep that's always good
4: everyone is welcome and so for more information i hope you have a crayon ready 701-223-3606 that's 701-223-3606 or you can visit the parish website at AscensionBismarck.org. that's the saint valentine family dance and fun that's coming up on sunday february 10th in bismarck ascensionbismarck.org is the way to get information for that uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. You and I have some road tripping to do. We do.
1: We have to go to Bismarck. We have to go to Marshall, Minnesota. I don't know if we're going to be able to get all these in, but we're going to do our very best because both of these events sound interesting. And they do. great opportunity to bring people together, um, celebrate in preparation for Lent, which exactly. is uh, just not too many months away. No, it's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, so um, we'll look forward to both of those events. The Corrier Zoo in Marshall, Minnesota, St. Valentine's Day Dance in uh, Ascension Parish in Bismarck, North Dakota
4: appreciate that for both of those. Now we're going to head to uh, talk. It's time to talk about a little bit of carnival. Tim, Tim McCaffrey joins us now. Good morning, Tim.
2: Good morning. How are you?
4: We're doing well. What's happening there? What's the St. Mary's Carnival all about?
2: Well, we're preparing for uh, our big carnival weekend, the uh, 69th year of the St. Mary's Central High School Carnival. So uh, of course, the big event is our uh, raffle, our annual raffle, which is a gives away a, a new 2019 Ford Escape SEL this year. But then there's a lot of other That's great as well. Toro, yeah, Toro snowblower, a 55-inch smart TV, host of other prizes. Uh, the kids, of course, like to come out to the midway. So the midway opens up this year 5:30 on Friday 9.30, Saturday, 12th to 9:30, Saturday 12 to 9:30, and 11 to 3 p.m. There's games for the kids, all kinds of food. Um, an excellent time to hang out with the community here in Bismarck.
1: It sounds like it's really, really uh, fun. And I'm hoping this Midway is inside on February 10th.
2: <laughs> it is, absolutely. So we, uh, the, the uh, building, the current St. Mary Central High School, literally gets transformed. And uh, we have the Midway and the gym. Uh, but there's all sorts of other activities as well. The uh, book room, uh, tons of baked goods. We have our Carnival Cafe. There's a cakewalk. Um, 50-50 gaming and uh, bingo that goes all day as well, which a lot of people like to uh, get in on, so uh, it's a really amazing community event at Bismarck, again, it's been around for a long, long time and people come out to it each and every year uh, we get tons and tons of participants out uh, this meal, a little change in the meals this year actually, so we, we have the uh, always our our dinner on Friday night, which is pulled pork it's kind of a tradition but uh, Saturday evening we'll be uh, doing a spaghetti dinner this year, which is uh, it's great wow. for all the kids. Wonderful. Especially to be coming up this year. And then we always have our traditional breakfast on Sunday. Not that's sausage, pancake, canned, scrambled eggs, of course. And that's 9 to 1 on Sunday. Sounds so great. i time. A nice time to get inside Thanks. and do something fun with the yep. family when it's going to be a little bit chilly.
1: Thanks, Tim. Appreciate that. We're on to our next event for um, uh, this particular segment. And this we're going to be talking with Deacon Paul Trinan. Paul, tell us about what's going on um, at in where you're living.
2: Well, I'm living out here in the cold just like everybody else, but uh, <laughs> yeah,
7: I'm the director of the Abbey of the Hills um, in the Retreat Center. The Abbey of the Hills used to be called Blue Cloud Abbey down in uh, Northeastern South Dakota. We're going to be hosting a Harvesting Hope Retreat It's specifically uh, geared toward farmers and their spouses. We're going to be focusing on uh, five basic areas, hope-based, Communication with spouses, increasing stress, and then humor. Humor. So it's Humor It's going to be February 8th to the 9th. It's a one day um, retreat for farmers and their spouses. That's a
4: great idea. And Abbey of the Hills, we've stayed there. Uh, we, I actually, we yes. were out for a state golf tournament and took the team, and we stayed there. And uh, the yeah, students yeah, yeah. and the yeah. golfers from Roncalli stayed there, cool. too. Love that place. Beautiful, cool we got place. got the.
7: Uh, we got the, the St. Paul Seminarians out there right now. They got in right before the, the bad weather and they're kind of hunkered oh, yeah. down and having a great time. But it's a one day retreat, so it's going to be easy for farmers. It's a free will offering, it's open to all of faith. Um there'll be a um, local author who's kind of a speaker and the farmer himself, and another guy named Seth Matthews, who's a counselor, a mental health support guy. One of my Deacon brothers, Deacon Tim Dolan, who works for the Diocese of New Ulm in their stewardship department, will be a spouse, a woman who has married to a farmer for 27 years. Yeah. The mission of the Abbey is to foster the rediscovery piece, and we want to do so for farmers. Harvesting hope.
1: What a great idea. And they uh, they can register by calling 605-398-9200 or go to the website for more information www.abbeyofthehills.org. Good to have you with us, uh, Deacon Paul. Thank you, and enjoy that God retreat. You
7: guys. Yeah, you God bad.
1: will be done. Amen. Yep.
4: Thanks. Wow, that's a lot of great stuff happening all around the area. Always, I and, love it. And Abbey of the Hills is such a neat place. And,
1: and uh, it's, you really are right. It's like it would be fun to go to these places. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe you and I
4: need to <clears throat> need to road trip. But first, before we can even think about doing that, we have to take a quick little break. So we have. A really cool thing coming up next we have we all all of us have different ways of parenting uh, plus options on parenting styles what works what maybe doesn't work we're going to be chatting with one mom who's going to share her approach and hopefully there will be something that you can adapt to your own life you're going to love this it's coming up next on Real Presence Live
0: stay with us there's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network
3: We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini-vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org.
0: Programming on the RPR Network is brought to you in part by Trinity High School in Dickinson. Here at Trinity Junior
7: High and High School, we think in terms of greatness. That's what a Titan lives for, to be great. We hold as a mission to educate the whole student, mind, body, and soul. We engage our minds in a rigorous curriculum placed upon Catholic identity. We run with our bodies in order to bring God glory. Our athletics and fine arts, all student clubs and organizations, move our bodies to glorify God. He gave them to us as gifts, and our prayer is to offer them back through the many activities Trinity offers our students. Our souls are educated to know and love God. The education takes place in numerous ways, but most importantly, in our school chapel, designed to lead the heart closer to God in worship through the Holy Mass and the sacramental life. Here at Trinity, we live to pursue greatness in all ways, using our minds, bodies, and souls. We cheer on the Titans, knowing this is our reason for living. To live in heaven
0: forever. Trinity High School, part of the Dickinson Catholic Schools, educating the whole student—mind, body, and soul.
1: Well, good morning once again. Here we are back in Rapid City, South Dakota. You're listening on Real Presence Live. I'm Father Mike Malloy. I'm here with Andy Shaw. And we are having a great morning uh, talking about a variety of things from uh, amazing things, um, serious things, and then all the fun and wonderful activities that are going on all over our listening area. And um, th- this morning we're, we're joined by uh, yet another guest um, with a very um, interesting topic. Um, Betsy. Betsy Niepkins is with us. She's the director of Office and Family Life Office, marriage, and family life for the diocese of Duluth. She's the mother of six. Wow. Betsy, it's good to have you with us. Oh, yes,
4: me equally.
1: Well, um,
4: and a Dutch Catholic,
1: and and yeah. she <laughs> and she's Dutch, or at least her husband is. Yeah, yes, sir. yes, my husband is. Your husband is okay, uh, Betsy. Um, many parents uh, might have labeled, um, uh, might 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 be labeled as people who. Shelter their children, uh, hover on their children. I think the, pop, the one of the uh, terms is like helicopter moms mm-hmm. or helicopter dads. Um, um, so, can you talk to us a little bit about that whole reality and your own experience um, with raising your own kids?
9: Yes, absolutely. You know that it's interesting how they use that the term "sheltered." It seems to me that children that are raised in a faithful um, household, um, have been given that labeled shelter now. In the old days, it was that they weren't exposed to um, any of the outside world or mm-hmm. or different things of that sort. But now, if you happen to be um, really truly a living a life for Christ, um, you're kind of, for lack of a better word, slammed, or um, doing that by being called um, sheltered.
1: Well, and it's interesting because it, you, uh, we note here that that um, your children can't date until they're 16. They can't have cell phones until they're t- freshman in, uh, year of high school. Um, they're not allowed to have TVs in their bedrooms. You're right. That really c- goes countercultural in many ways um, in, in terms of what it, how we see kids being raised today. So um, I would agree that people would label you as sheltered, but you see it differently. Uh, yes,
9: yeah, <clears throat> I, I do see it d- differently, in, um that all that a parent needs to do, a big obligation when we baptize our children, is to bring them in the direction of Christ. And maybe the world is saying that when we tear those things away, that tear our children from Christ, we then become shelters. And um, I would say it's probably the very opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, and and Betsy, it isn't just that you deny your kids things, but you also, as you said, lead them toward Christ, that you expose them to all kinds of things. What are some of those things that you've done in raising your children to bring them into that relationship with Christ?
9: Well, you know, um, we're, um, for some ways, we look like um, a normal family. We're really big sports people. We do that travel thing, and uh, a lot of times people that are very faithful see that as putting um, sports in front of Christ. And what we do is make... Christ bigger than sports so when traveling um it's a big part of what we are and what we do so when teams are doing stuff and it happens to be at the same time of mass well then we can't do that we have to pick the, the bigger priority mm-hmm. which would be would be christ you know and just uh friends in the car maybe we do rosary on the road and that kind of shocks some people sometimes um or um I, we do this fun thing called uh, well, <laughs> my kids laugh. it's called Lunch Bag Catechism, where I wrote on a paper bag every day, I write a question about our faith and then the answers inside the bag. And um, fun thing is, I've learned is it isn't so much um, been. Uh, um, my kids aren't like oh, but they friends of my kids, mm-hmm. so it has become a lunchtime sort of thing. So it's just like picking little different things that takes what the everyday is and twisting a little bit towards Christ
4: and keeping it fun and keeping it fun. We're and glad you're with us and keeping it fun
9: and creative. And yeah, and,
4: thank you so much for being with us. We're at Real Presence Live. I'm Andy Shaw, along with Father Michael Malloy, and we're we're talking with Betsy Niepkins, who uh, a mother of six. So God bless you for that. Um, but y- you're you're doing things and finding ways. So um, some people might say you're sheltering kids, but what you're doing is you're bringing them closer to the Lord. But how are your children? How are the, How do they respond to this? How old are they?
9: Well, I've, my oldest is now 28, and my youngest is 15. So I have five boys and a daughter. And um, we really aren't a family where we just... Pardon me?
1: Go ahead, Betsy. That's fine. Oh. We...
9: Um, we really aren't the... Um, just faith at a certain time sort of family. It's really incorporated. So our conversation, um, whenever something is going on, frequently points to um, take the situation, analyze it, and then how is either Christ in it or out of it. And um, it's pretty much our reality at dinner time. Things happen in school, on the news. Um, it really truly is a constant conversation.
1: That's wonderful, and, you, and your and your children, both the adult ones and the ones you're still um, immediately responsible for. Um, how do they share with you, you know, what what they experience now that they're um, past the, the immediate responsibility of your parenting? How do they talk about growing up in your family?
9: Um, well, you know, it's interesting as I see. Um, for instance, uh, at Christmas time, my um son came home and i washed his clothes and in in there a rosary <laughs> got stuck in the washing machine mm-hmm. um that uh, when my kids are on college campuses um one my one of my son um uh, started a radio show he had gone to a catholic college and they were making choices that were different than what the mission he what he knew to be the catholic church and so he used that as an avenue to address those issue, issues um now that all my kids are are phone eligible, things will come up, and then the text messages, or we would look at and we'd hear the different perspectives from the different mm-hmm. kids and, and things like that. Um, having a son sign up for the nights, um, just really truly, they don't know any differently, so they continue to live. I think the not having a parent there to help, um, it's it's so neat to see my children actually being those the advocate for Christ now, and that mm-hmm. has been.
1: It has been fun that's really wonderful um have you had a chance to talk to the friends um, of your kids um you know through these years i mean I'm guessing that that they dealt with i mean i can I can hear your kids saying, you know all everybody else has this, everybody else mm-hmm. gets to do this. how come i don't have Have you heard any stories from the friends of your children about you know the way you chose to raise your own children?
9: Um, it's interesting because it's kind of skeptical and a lot of mystery in the beginning, um, but over time they start, um, the friends start asking them questions, um, because these friends haven't been, most of them haven't been exposed to a formal sort of, uh, mm-hmm. religious sort of lifestyle, until so they start asking questions. Um, it's kind of neat because out of my six children, we have two children that, um, two Friends that have, are now, at a young age, have converted to Catholicism, um, or one's That's actually great. in the RC, RCI program, and so my senior son is the sponsor for, or is mm-hmm. going through the RCA program. So there are these, um, you know, it's written on our hearts, and so when kids hear about it, first they're kind of skeptical, and the world has kept telling them that, that this relationship is not important. And But then when they see the importance in how my kids live out their lives, it's just... Really encouraging when these young people start mm. asking questions like, "Oh, can I go to religious set with you?" <laughs> when they have to yeah. leave basketball practice early to go to religious set, oh, why? Why you? She? You know, you love this sport, and you're choosing something else. You know, so um, talk it, about it, going
4: from yesterday's gospel to reaping what you sow.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. This is it, um, Betsy. This is wonderful to hear you to, to visit and and to. Uh, I'm sure you've had to weather a few storms in terms of the choices you've made, but to now see the fruits of what you've you've done in in your children is must be just a, a tremendous sense of peace and joy in your heart, uh, knowing that you've introduced them to this relationship with Christ, and then they can take it from there. You know, in terms of their adult life.
9: Absolutely, but I think they also realize it's it's a constant battle. You know, the world. Mm-hmm. It's not. And uh, uh, a friend at church said, you know, when we raised the kids, the whole world believed as we did. Now no one believes as we do. And that's, unfortunately, the Um I mean, when I was growing up, there was two religions, Catholic and public. I didn't know, uh, you know, where my kids are growing up in a world that constantly is challenging them, and they have to be really brave and courageous and continually a student of the faith, um, because they will, you know, they're, they're confronted all the time, and... Um, it, it's, it's, not an, it's not an easy battle like we were being raised, and so, you know, I pray St. Monica daily and um, continually to be there as a support, but it's their journey, um, my confirmed children, and um, we just pray that, that they always stay steadfast and understand and see the fruit of, of that relationship
1: that's fantastic betsy thank you very much we are moving into a break but i really appreciate you being here and giving a little encouragement to many parents so uh thanks betsy and, and god bless you on, as you continue to raise your, your last children so um thank you so much. do you do you know what really goes on on fridays well if you stay tuned you're going to figure that out before there was just tgif But Friday has a different meaning, and we're going to hear about that in the last segment of our show today. So please stay with us. We'll be be right back.
0: This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
3: France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries. Set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France Pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with Spiritual Director, Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Laveray Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166594.
6: The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzig Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzig Family Foundation
0: for being a part of this family of faith and hope. This program on the RPR Network is brought to you in part by St. Mary's Central High School in Bismarck. Did you know that St. Mary's Central High School has been educating students for over 140 years?
9: I did. And did you know that this year is historic, too? Why is that? It's our final year as a high school at our current historic location, which has served us well for over 60 years. Good
7: point, Gabby.
6: I think that's a great way to encapsulate St. Mary's Central High School, rooted in tradition, moving courageously into the future.
9: That's right, Father Bauck. Although I'll be graduating this year, I know the new high school in North Bismarck carries with it all the traditions of our Catholic faith, our academic excellence, and the great success we've had in fine arts and athletics, and I'm proud of being part of that tradition.
6: We know that wherever the Catholic Church goes to spread the
7: gospel, she seeks to educate and form the people in every place around the world. We
0: continue the Church's mission to form and educate the leaders of our society. For more information, visit smchs.org.
3: Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now, back to the show. Good morning, and
1: your local hosts um, this day are Father Mike Malloy here in Rapid City, South Dakota at St. Thomas More High School, along with Andy Shaw, and we are delighted to be with you for this last segment of our show today. It's been good to be back together. We've been, we missed a couple of months for a variety of reasons, yeah. so it's nice to be back together. It's good
4: to see you, Father, and, and we're already at the end of January and, uh, and, and almost the end of the week and coming up on Friday. And a lot of people like to say, TGIF.:
1: Thank <coughs> goodness it's Friday, exactly. as if something's over, right and Something's done. But we have a, a pre Father Joel Hastings here with us from Duluth um, to talk to us about Friday. Good morning, Joel. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. It's good to have you with us. Um, um, So you're here to talk to us about something other than just, thank goodness, uh, the week's over. Thank goodness I get to have two days off. You're here to talk to us about First Fridays. What's that all about?
10: Well, it's a devotion that the Church has had for probably since the time of uh, St. Margaret Mary back in the 17th century. Um, it's a devotion having to do with uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, whom, of course, uh, Margaret Mary uh, received locutions from our Lord regarding uh, devotion to His Sacred Heart. Um, and part of the message to her included the um, invitation-slash-encouragement to keep the first Fridays of each month as an opportunity to receive Holy Communion and particular graces to... Uh, you know, prior to one's death, so as to prepare for death, as it were. So certainly the First Friday devotion is something that many people still keep to this day, um, but it's also one that I'm guessing is not known by others in terms of receiving communion each uh, month on the First Friday in keeping with this devotion.
1: So, um, you are devo- uh, the Sacred Heart is an image that I think many people, at least Catholics especially, would be would identify with. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I think this is a devotion that has sort of, in some ways, kind of uh, went by the wayside, or at least been sort of lost in the, in the shuffle of living. So, uh, how long do I have to do this? The this these first Fridays. Uh, is it something I do forever, or is there a time limit, or how is the devotion structured?
10: Um, it's set up that it's, you know kind of in the tradition of a novena that a person would, for nine consecutive First Fridays, receive Holy Communion, and I have a little quote here that I found actually in an article I'd written in a bulletin several years ago, but I see I quoted from uh, the Catholic Sourcebook, Book, nice little handy resource
6: mm-hmm.
10: for um, information. It, in reference to what was said to St. Margaret Mary, I have... Here, quote, I promise you in the excessive mercy of my heart that my all-powerful love will grant to all those who communicate, that is, receive Holy Communion, on the first Friday in nine consecutive months, the grace of final penitence. They shall not die in my disgrace, nor without receiving the sacraments. My divine heart shall be their safe refuge in this last moment, unquote. So that was the message that uh, St. Margaret Mary received and therefore promoted in terms of graces received, but also um, the implementing of the, the number nine as the kind of the key mark to keeping this devotion, nine consecutive First Friday communions.
1: You're listening to Father Mike Malloy here on Real Presence Radio with uh, uh, Andy Shaw, and we're talking to Father Joel Hastings about uh, the first Friday devotion. Um, Joel, you just mentioned the importance of, or the kind of the guideline of the of the nine months. I'm sure there's people out there going, well. What if I miss one or if I if I just do it once like I've had do the 9 months then do I have to do it again or am I done with it or
4: do I have to start at the beginning of the year and do I have yeah. to wait till next year?
1: And you know talk talk about the deeper, you know, obviously the the 9 months is this guideline or this this directive that we got. Talk about the deeper mystery of all of that so that people can put it in this proper perspective.
10: Um certainly there's the the reality again of the The practice of novenas so you know the number nine you know and there's a lot of novenas that are prayed let's say over nine consecutive days um you know the reality of the nine months it can be started really anytime so certainly opportune that tomorrow being a first friday as we begin the month of february you know tomorrow can be a beginning point for any who so choose to enter into this um and so it doesn't need to be any nine particular months in terms of a starting point. It can just be pick a month that you're going to begin and go for nine consecutive. um As for missing a particular Friday, you know i I wouldn't pardon me, I wouldn't want us to be overly rigorous about these kinds of things in the name of, you know, again, we're talking about opening ourselves up to God's grace, and, you know, He is the one who is truly providing, and it's not sim- simply by our own efforts to earn something or to merit it. And so I think in as, much as, like with any novena that people pray, that there are graces received, even if we don't complete the novena, certainly there would be graces received, even if one were of no fault of their own, let's say, not able to complete nine consecutive First Fridays. There would still be great blessings. But certainly, we want to encourage, especially people who do have the the ability to participate in a daily Mass, or I guess one of the beautiful things I found in my years as a priest is the the outreach to the homebound, that, we're able to carry out in bringing communion on First Friday. And and part of that beauty, I would say, is just the fact that it's there's a consistency there, that we priests, we can be pretty uh, guarding of that First Friday. You know, obviously things like funerals do come up, and sometimes we don't have a choice in terms of... But most of the time when it comes to scheduling appointments, we can say, oh, that's First Friday. I will have my uh, visits to the homebound on that day, and we can mm, keep it... Right. And it's, it's a great way to really keep contact with our uh, people who can't make it to church, let's say. Um, and so that's another element to the, the tradition here, I would say, too. But certainly for those who are, you know, able to participate regularly in a daily Mass, you know, to give very strong encouragement to, you know, make opportunity for this kind of a First Friday novena um, over nine months, I think, would be
4: very, very fitting here. And a great way to start tomorrow with the first Friday of February, a right. great way to maybe start preparing for Lent.
1: Yes. And I, I think, Father Joel, the, the important thing you, you mentioned that this is about, this is not about earning something. It's about opening ourselves up to receive the grace of God, uh, receiving that mercy that um, uh, the Lord shared with, um, in his visions with uh, uh, St. Margaret Mary. Um, to keep our focus on that, and then see the the structure of it um, as the discipline that enables that to happen. I think that was a beautiful way that you said that, so I, I appreciate that. So, um, obviously, you do this in in your uh, in your parish. Is this a widespread pac- practice, as far as you're aware of, in terms of the diocese of Duluth? That um, nine first the uh, first Fridays are, are encouraged and promoted in your diocese.
10: Um, I. I don't have a really good sense, but I, I would say that, by and large, it's something that's definitely in common knowledge, I would say, amongst our, our parishes. I mean, I remember as a young priest, when I was first ordained and an associate pastor in two different assignments I had, where each of those parishes had a very particular First Friday uh, kind of what do I want to call it, just customs, let's leave and call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My first assignment, I remember um, that they would, after Mass, they would pray the Sacred Heart Novena um, on First Friday. And then in my second assignment as an associate pastor, I remember that they also, I I don't know that they had any extra prayers, but I remember they made it a point to have a little bit of a social after the First Friday Mass. Um, And so, but thus just those who are participating in the First Friday having that, in a sense, additional purpose behind it as a way of yeah. remaining firm in their commitment to it. So those kinds of things I do assume, because this is a long time ago mm-hmm. since I've been in either of those places, but um, certainly I'm guessing those kinds of customs still do exist, and I am I would believe that many of our priests do promote it, especially mindful, again, of the, the custom of each of us ourselves having the outreach to our homebound parishioners on First Friday, thus kind mm. of incorporating the First Friday Mass and kind of promoting that more openly and generally, I think would be part of that for most of our guys.
1: Thanks, Father Joel, that, that's great. And I think it's important what you said is that sometimes the lady can remind the priests We'd like this to, uh, um, devotion in our parish, so we would encourage um, anybody who has that interest to do that. Thanks Father Joe, for being with us. We appreciate your insights and understanding. You have a wonderful day
4: thank you you too thank you father well, and, and tomorrow a great way to to start that friday february first and and do that and uh, what a what a neat way to. Uh, get up, What a great way to start your day anyway, go yeah, to, by go going to mass. morning, morning but, Mass. But
1: that, is, that additional uh, devotion would be wonderful. So It would.
4: Father, it's been a, another uh, fun ride this morning on Real Presence Live, and uh, great job to all the, the team at RPR for putting together uh, all these incredible guests we've been <clears throat> blessed with. And more real presence live shows coming up though
1: oh yes absolutely and we need to find out what those are so gregory give us a a sense of what's coming up ahead for people in in the listening area
5: so our hosts on tuesday are brad grange and in bitson technology is a powerful tool for either good or evil and although many kids mm. use technology well chris McKenna will join us to make sure that families are prepared for the good and the bad of technology Men have many God-given gifts and occasionally need to recalibrate our hearts toward the challenges the Lord has set before us. John Bradford will help us understand how to focus on the importance of this.
4: Ooh, I A- like that. Yeah.
5: And we'll travel once again around the listening area to see what's happening in your area during our 10-minute tour. All this and much more coming up on Tuesday.
4: I can't. I can't wait till there's a ten-minute tour where it says, "Ice fishing with Father Mike."
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that personally. I hope it comes. Well, sometime (laughs) we'll have to see. And then we're going to have the tour of my of my desk, my scrapbooking, so that we can see how all of that takes place. So maybe
4: we could make it a fundraiser.
1: Maybe we could do our next hosting ice fishing. We could set the whole thing out and be out in the middle of God knows where. I think Brandon Uh, (laughs) and Steve
4: would come out. Gregory might want to.
1: Yeah, we could have we could have the whole show out there. That might be something a little bit much for them, but hey, I like that idea. You know, if you never challenge, you never grow. As we've said throughout the whole week, the whole day, um the whole show today, um if you don't take the time to reach out, to dialogue, um if you don't become intentional about living your faith, um sometimes it doesn't happen. So
4: Yeah, we need to do that. That's that's uh we need to step it up a little bit. There's a lot happening in the world right now and and now is the time to uh really really get and and pray and I, I read something the other day i don't know where i was at some store and it said sometimes the world brings you to your knees but that's where you should be in prayer yes exactly you know and uh you know let's uh <clears throat> we have an opportunity now we, i mentioned brandon would love to go ice fishing brandon clark is helps us so much with all he does brandon you're you're joining us now
6: i am how's it going guys
4: Good, it's great to hear you live on the air. Yeah,
6: yeah, it's good to be here. I just want to bring a quick note uh, that I found out this morning. The Know Your Faith competition, which was canceled yesterday due to the cold, has -hmm. been rescheduled for next Wednesday, February 6th. At 11 a.m. Central So instead of this Wednesday It's moved to next Wednesday The Know Your Faith competition So I just wanted to put that out there Since I found out this morning And uh, we'll run radio spots Update our graphics Everything like that But wanted to give you guys a heads up Thank you
1: Brandon Appreciate that Latest information
4: on uh, Yourcatholicradiostation.com
1: And there's the music that says We're just about done So take care have a wonderful week. God bless you, Andy.
4: God bless you too, Father. Have a great February, everyone. Love you guys. Thank you.
0: On the RPR Network, Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network.